Welcome to episode number 26 of the podcast, Ignite Your Life with Laura. That's me, Laura Erdman-Lenz. So today's episode is going to be slightly different than what I usually put out, and it's because I feel like this message is really important. I wanted to share my own personal story of my journey with being diagnosed with ADHD. I was just diagnosed about, gosh, only about a month and a half ago, and why I chose the, I'm going to say the therapy that I chose to to take and, and its effect on me. Now, the reason I wanted to share this is I published a blog post, oh, I don't know, maybe three weeks ago, and it has received so many hits. Oh my word. And then I posted it on Facebook and I got so many comments, so many opinions, and lots of DMs. I actually spent a good couple of days just responding to people's questions and comments. And I really feel like this is a message that needs to get out there. People need to hear this so that you can make the best decision for yourself. So in today's episode, I'm going to share a little bit about what I went through as a kiddo, why I wasn't diagnosed as a kiddo. I also want to talk about why I did choose medication. So I am on a slow release Adderall that has been profound for me and share a few of the fallacies around medications. I also use lots of natural therapies. I have lots of techniques that I have incorporated into my life to help keep me focused and organized, things that have allowed me to get where I am today, even though I have a very scattered brain. And and you can also probably learn more. I don't know how much I'm going to get into in this episode. I actually decided not to outline it, which probably is a mistake for someone with ADHD. But at the same time, I wanted it to be a conversation. I wanted it to be something I'm sharing with you and let it come from my heart, let it come stream of consciousness so that I can share with you what it's been like. And if you want more information specifically about the techniques, the products that I've used, um, you can definitely check out the blog post. I'm sure I'll cover some of it today, but if you want more detail, it's at lauraerdmanlens.com forward slash ADHD. But as always, any products, links, et cetera, that I mentioned will be found in the show notes and all of my show notes can be found at lauraerdmanlens.com forward slash podcast. And there they are organized by episode to make it nice and easy. So without further ado, here we go. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast with me, Laura Erdman-Lentz. I want to inspire you to step into your extraordinary life, that life that is deeply fulfilling, full of purpose, and vibrantly joyful for you, whatever that is. In each show, I share tips and time-tested techniques that have helped hundreds of clients live more satisfying lives over 30 years of life coaching. If you're ready, let's do this. This podcast episode is sponsored by The Wellness Bar, a private Facebook community focused on wellness for women. If you're ready to explore your own wellness journey, maybe to have more energy or to enjoy life more fully, join two other fellow wellness warriors and me in our private Facebook group, The Wellness Bar, a space for women to focus on wellness, mind, body, and spirit. In the group, we share wellness tips and tricks. We host mini classes, challenges, and have giveaways to encourage members to try new things and sample new practices and to have a lot of fun. 
Because we know each woman has her own unique needs and goals, we create the space for each woman to create her own plan for her wellness goals. You can take a tiny step or a big leap, whatever you feel ready for. Whether it's feeling more energetic, dealing with stress, getting better sleep, mindfulness, healthy eating, or simply a place to feel supported and laugh together about the challenges of life, whatever it is for you, we've got you covered. And it's free. So join us at lauraerdmanlentz.com forward slash wellness. And as always, the link is in the show notes. So my story begins from the very beginning. I have always been chatty Kathy. I have always been super active. Like I need a friend in the morning and one in the afternoon to keep me busy. I have always had a hard time focusing, um, I always struggled, especially when I was little, staying quiet in class. I remember I was the person the teacher would stick in the front row so that I wouldn't keep talking to my neighbor. I, I actually remember my sister who was six years older, no, five years older in school. So I was in first grade when she was in sixth. And I remember overhearing her talking to a friend about how she never got into trouble with a teacher. And I remember thinking, Oh, I would love to go one day without getting into trouble with my teacher. I was always chatting. And at the time, my cousin, who was a little bit younger than I was, was diagnosed with ADHD and he was put on Ritalin and it was really helpful. It was really just starting to be a thing when I was young. And my mom said that she almost had me diagnosed or at least evaluated, but because I was always in a good mood, like I really wasn't a hard kiddo. It wasn't really an issue, so to speak. So she never did get me evaluated. And that's a really important thing that I'm going to talk about a little bit more. But ADHD shows up differently in girls versus boys, men versus women. And this is not a hard and fast rule to be sure, but in general, and this has created this this huge gender bias in the diagnosis of ADHD. And it's because boys tend to be hyperactive and therefore disruptive. So they, uh, they're really disruptive of the classroom and disruptive of home life so that, you know, parents and teachers are looking for a solution. Girls tend to be more inattentive on the inside, <laughs> like hyperactive inside. So we have a hard time focusing, we daydream, we doodle, but we're not disruptive. And so then parents and teachers don't necessarily, you know, say you need to go get diagnosed. So one of the things you want to look at if you happen to be female is look at some of those symptoms that are more associated with, with girls or women, because, because I wasn't hyperactive, I can sit still and part of that is my yoga training for sure. That has made a difference. But I thought, no, that's not ADHD. And here's the thing. I just think what could have happened had I been, had it taken care of from a younger age. It's just, it's just amazing. Just because I wasn't disruptive, um, it was still affecting me on the inside. Fast forward, oh, about 40 years or so. And sitting here at 52, after two of the hardest years of my life, and things were really bad. So here's the thing. 
With ADHD, one of the biggest challenges is your executive function, which is where you organize, you plan, you remember things. That's where you, you know, you remember the things on your list of things to do. And that's challenged when you have ADHD. Well, it's also challenged even for a healthy brain when you're under stress. And I don't know about you, but the last couple of years have been pretty stressful. And we had a few extra traumas in our house that left, it was really the most stressful two years of my life, year and a half of my life. And I really had nothing left. I would sit in front of the computer and just stare at it. And I I felt like I was working but I really wasn't, you know, in hindsight, I'd say, did I do anything today? Did I do anything that was really productive? And as a solopreneur, I need to plan. I need to figure out how I'm going to make money, you know, the next, the next course is coming out, the next class I'm going to teach. And I had always done okay. You know, I'd gotten by. So I thought I was doing okay. And this time period really made it hard. In comes my very sweet daughter. My daughter, Sierra, kept saying, mom, you know, I think you have ADHD. And I kept saying, no, I'm fine. You know, I'm fine. I've always done fine. I'm fine. I said that four letter F word a million times. I'm doing fine. It's not really a problem. It's fine. And so then she started sending me TikToks of women who have ADHD talking about their symptoms. And oh my God, I was every single one, like all of them all the way down to the woman holding a burrito in her hand saying, you know, all excited about my food. And by the time I'm done making it, I'm too bored to eat it. I do that all the time. I make dinner and we'll sit down as a family. It's like, yeah, I don't feel like eating anymore. You know, and yes, I probably snacked as I was making dinner and not as hungry, but still it's like the food doesn't look appetizing. I, I had every symptom of ADHD and it still took uh, probably about two months of gentle coaxing by my daughter to finally go get evaluated. And at that point I did have a therapist. Um, and she was like, yeah, you know, this sounds a little bit like ADHD. Let's get you evaluated. And I go in to get evaluated. And this is where I just want to, to, I don't know if it's warn you or just have you be aware that there is still a gender bias out there for the way ADHD shows up in boys versus girls, women versus men. And I went in to be evaluated. It's a very long process, by the way. It's like two or three hours. And I spent the first hour with a therapist and I even asked him, I said, do you take into account that ADHD shows up differently in men versus women? And he, he said, you know, it's really not a thing. It's really not a thing. And I thought, oh boy. And I sat there and he asked me about my childhood. And because here's the thing, it's it's not officially ADHD unless you were diagnosed before you were 12 or not, not diagnosed, but the symptoms began before you're 12. Now, being 52, that was 40 years ago. He can't prove it. Right. So he, you know, he's like, let's go back to your childhood. Let's talk about what it was like. And my mom would easily say I had ADHD. She just didn't get me diagnosed because I was, you know, I was cheery. I was happy. It didn't seem like it was getting in the way. Um, And I'm talking about my life and he's like, so, you know, tell me what school was like. It's like, you know, I was the best at everything. I was first chair with my instrument. I was the president of every club. I was athletic. I was the captain of every athletic team. I was the top of my class. 
I, you know, went to a private prep school and graduated top of my class. I went to an Ivy League college and I graduated with honors. And he looks at me and he's like, yeah, that's not the trajectory of someone with ADHD. We, we see people who, who aren't living up to their full potential. And right then my alarm bells went off because I said, what? I, that was really hard for me though. Like I worked all the time all the time. And it was that perfection that I was striving toward, right? Like I wanted to be perfect. I wanted to make everybody happy. Such a sign of ADHD in women. And it actually gave me an anxiety disorder. And I developed, by the age of 21, I developed neutropenia, which means I don't have white blood cells. I don't have an immune system. And they studied me at the Mayo Clinic for a couple of days. I did every test under the moon. And the doctor said, you know, our best guess is that you stressed away your immune system. Does that make sense? It's like, oh my word, yes. Like I have always experienced stress. I often joke, although it's not really a joke because it's true, that my drug of choice is adrenaline. And so um, so anyway, so I'm with this therapist and he's like, yeah, that's not the trajectory. And I said, but but that was hard. He goes, yeah, still, that's living up to your full potential. And in hindsight, and it was someone who commented on my Facebook post when I mentioned it, is that my friend, a friend of mine from college said, how does he know that was your full potential? What could you have done had you had your ADHD under control? And that is a really important thing to remember. It's like not living up to your full potential Maybe I wasn't. Who's to say what my full potential is? Oh, yeah. Anyway, he said, we'll still go through the testing because you're here. I ended up failing the testing miserably. I actually have a pretty severe case of ADHD. And he even kind of looked at me. I And this, I will tell you, is my personal opinion, but because I was definitely feeling a little attacked, but like I had faked the testing. You know, I had purposely done poorly, which is interesting because I didn't really know what it was supposed to look like. It's not like the testing was really obvious, you know, like what it would look like if I had ADHD, how to respond as an ADHD person. Anyway, yes, I had a pretty severe case. So in comes the decision on what to do am I going to take medications? And this was a meeting with a separate person whom I adore. She's fabulous. She is still my, um, the person I go to for my medications. Um, we meet regularly because you have to ADHD meds are controlled substances. So we have to meet regularly to find out if, if, um, everything is going okay. She looks at my scores and says, yeah, we're going to hop right into the um, Adderall for you. Usually we, we try a few other gentler or not gentler, but non-stimulant medications first to see if they work. But your case is pretty severe. <laughs> so we jumped right into the slow release Adderall. Now, why did I choose to do that? Look, I have done a lot of things to help me with my ADHD. And I'm going to share a few of those with you. Again, they're all outlined on my blog post. I put tons of stuff out there. I have done all I know I can do to help myself stay focused. And I knew I needed more. And I was willing to experiment. And, and that's what she said too. She's like, look, let's experiment. It helps most people. It may not help you. 
Just test it. See what happens. No big deal if it doesn't work. We can try other things. We can play with it. And I thought, done. I'm in. Why not? Right? What? There really wasn't a downside to trying it. So I just want to finish my Adderall story and then we'll get into some of the other techniques that I used. This was a Thursday. I got my prescription Thursday night. I take my first pill Friday morning. Within a half an hour, I couldn't believe the difference. I literally cried. In fact, it makes me tear up now. It's like, I can't believe how good it could be. I had no idea what was what was going on. I had no idea. It it kind of reminds me, this is a little tangent, but um I've had food sensitivities my whole life. And I I had a feeling dairy and gluten were an issue for me, but it was really hard to let it go. And it wasn't until my son was born. I was 35, he was born, and he had a lot of issues. And I gave up tons of stuff because I wanted to be able to nurse him. And within like two days, I felt so good. Like I hadn't realized I'd been bloated, slightly nauseous, had inflammation. And as soon as I gave up these foods that were hard on my system, oh my God, I felt so good. And I realized I had literally felt crappy, a a low-grade crappiness for most of my life. And it's all I knew. And when I, all of a sudden I felt really good, it was like, holy cow, what happened? This is amazing. And that's how I felt on Adderall. It was so profound and so powerful for me. And here's the thing. I think there's a lot of misinformation out there about medicating ADHD. I am not here to tell you to do it. I am not here to diagnose, prescribe, et cetera. But I am encouraging people to just explore it. I was watching a TikTok the other day, and it was this woman who's this really amazing entrepreneur, and most entrepreneurs have ADHD. (laughs) It's like we have to be able to, we have to start our own business to channel our creativity, and it's really hard for anyone to rein us in. So we tend to be um, entrepreneurs. But she's like, I'm so creative. I do this, I do that. I'm so glad my parents didn't medicate me. And I thought she thinks medication would dull her ADHD, like the good sides of ADHD, because there definitely are good sides, like the creativity, the thinking outside the box. Hyper-focus is amazing when you're really interested in something. You just go right in there and you dive in. You can be hyper-focused. And I think that is a huge misconception, at least the effect on me. I got to keep all the parts about ADHD that make me special, that I love, without the distraction. Like now I have the focus. Now I can get things done. I can't even tell you all the systems I have wanted to have in my business to make my life easier, to make it easier to hire a virtual assistant eventually. I have them all in place now and I'm adding more. Like I am literally getting, I am not kidding because I have timed certain things three to four times faster, more efficient than I am off of my meds. I don't even like to take the weekends off. A lot of people take med vacations on Saturday and Sunday and don't take their meds, but I still work on getting things done on Saturday and Sunday. And I don't even want to take a break because I don't like the feeling that I have. It's like this foggy, unfocused 
easily distractible. It's, it's hard. I much prefer the feeling on my meds. And I just encourage people, try it. See. I, if, if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. Right? Like there are other ways to help you focus for sure. And I do want to share a few of those with you because I do think, um, I think those, those, the suggestions I have are great for anybody, regardless of whether you're neurodiverse or not, um, whether or not you have ADHD or any other issues or just to have a a typical brain. Um, so yeah. It was really powerful. I just, I keep reminiscing because I, I look forward to taking my meds every day and, and being able to get work done. The other side of it too, is I also realized that my, um, adrenal fatigue was attached to my ADHD, forcing myself to focus or doing everything I could to direct my brain into focus was exhausting. And that got worse and worse and worse as that stress during the pandemic which continues, but you know what I mean? Um, during those lockdowns, during the challenges we're having in, in our own household. And I would be exhausted trying to get myself to focus. So my work days were often get one thing done in the morning that should have taken an hour that I spent four hours on. And by lunchtime, I'm completely exhausted. And I usually would force myself to sit in front of the computer. But I remember telling my own life coach, what can I do in the afternoons? Cause I'm completely wasted, but I feel like I should do something. Like I was trying to find work things I could do that didn't take much thought, like graphics. I was trying to work around this incredible fatigue and still get jobs done. That Friday, I took my meds for the first time. I got four tasks done before lunch. And at lunch, like I was so excited. And at lunch I was sitting there eating and I thought, I'm not exhausted. I got a whole nother project done after lunch and I had energy left at night to be with my family. I, I was amazed. I, I could cook dinner often nights where we, my, my family humorously refers to as fend for yourself dinners. You know, I'd be laying on the couch exhausted or taking a bath to try and replenish and they had to find dinner for themselves. Now I do have adult children. This is not that bad. We have a house full of yummy foods for them to find dinner, but I would much rather cook. I like to cook and I usually enjoy that, but I was often way too tapped out to even think about what I could make for dinner, much less stand in the kitchen and do whatever it is that had to be done. So yeah, the meds were really powerful for me. So before I step into some of the natural methods that I have used, quote unquote, uh, to support my focus and to help me with my ADHD. I also want to just give a little bit of airtime to the backlash I received from the natural living world for taking meds. Now, here's the thing. I do yoga. I work with essential oils. I am a life coach. I'm a wellness expert. I'm a natural living expert. I firmly believe in all the things. And I receive things like, well, can't you use your essential oils for focus? What about exercise? I've heard that can help. What about meditation? That should help. And I was like, yeah, I do all of those things and I will continue. And I'm so grateful I live in a world where I don't have to choose between medications and doing all of those other things. 
I am so grateful I get to do both because they both help me. I mean, the things that I do naturally, again, I use those in quotes, to help me with my focus and help me with my organization are a really powerful tool to support my brain, help me, even a healthy brain would do well with the things, a couple of the things, well, all the things I'll share with you. And then you can check out the blog post for more. But here's what I want to throw out there. I really encourage you, if you're sitting there in judgment of people who use meds, I was there, okay? I did. I I totally did. And it really was my daughter who said, just try them, mom. Just try it. Because I, I said, why do I even want to be diagnosed? It doesn't matter. I wouldn't take the meds. And I wouldn't be where I am today if I hadn't been open enough to try them. It took me a while to be open enough, to be fair. And I just want to encourage you, if you're sitting in judgment, let it go. It's only hurting you. And you have no idea what someone else is going through. And honestly, even if you have ADHD, you don't know what someone else is going through because every ADHD case is different. Everyone's life is different. Like mine was manageable. I did go through chronic fatigue and adrenal fatigue for 30 years, but <laughs> it, you know, I survived. Um, until life got really, really hard. And then I really wasn't surviving. You know, I wasn't doing what I needed to do. And the meds really helped me come back. And I, I can just imagine what life had been like had I been on the meds all along. I think it would have been a really powerful tool. But I encourage you to not think black and white either or. Think and. You totally can use the meds as well as the natural techniques. You cannot use the meds if you don't want to. You cannot use the natural natural techniques that I'll talk about. It's up to you. This is your life. This is your brain. You decide what's good for you. And don't worry about what anyone else is doing, right? It's honestly none of our business what anyone else decides to do for themselves. So that's just my two cents on that. So let's talk about a few of the tools I have used to help me, well, help me rein in my beautiful brain, pre-meds and post-meds. So one of the things I wanted to share with you is this is a really powerful tool, I think, for anybody, and that is having a system for when things get done. So this came from, this started back when my husband and I first moved in together and the laundry would pile up. And I remembered, I would think, when am I going to get to it? I really need to do that. I, I need to get to that. And honestly, it would be something I thought about several times a day. It was on my mind. And when I finally talked to my, my husband about it, I said, so help with this. And he said, what if we just did laundry on Wednesday and Saturday? Every Wednesday and Saturday, we did laundry. And because Saturday is just three days after the previous time, we'll do sheets and towels on that day because we'll have you know less laundry because it's only three days. Plus it's the weekend. So you know you have a little bit more time to make your bed, et cetera. Brilliant. I no longer had to think about when something had to be done. I knew when the laundry had to be done. I knew it would be done Wednesday and Saturday. To this day, almost 30 years later, we still do laundry on Wednesday and Saturday. We always have. It's Wednesday right now. We're doing laundry right now. So here's the thing with ADHD. And honestly, I think a lot of us do this. We're just really good with ADHD. We get distracted by things. When we look at them, we look around the room. It's like, oh, that's dusty or that needs to be washed. And we forget what we are doing. And the thing with an ADHD brain, when you don't have that executive function I talked about earlier, is you have a hard time prioritizing. 
So what you're working on might be super important, like the most important thing for you to be doing, but that dusty shelf is going to call you over there and tell you dust it and take care of it. And that distraction is really powerful. So if you know you're going to dust every Sunday, it no longer bothers you. You're like, oh, that's going to get done Sunday. You might not even notice it. That's what I find too, is once I have a system in place, I don't even get distracted by it anymore. It's like part of my subconscious brain turns off. Like it doesn't need to be working anymore because I know it's going to get done. So I do that for work. I now know Mondays are my Young Living Days. Tuesdays, I do yoga things. Wednesday and Thursday, I do podcast coaching things. Um, emails. I know exactly when all my e-newsletters are going to be written. And I I can't get really specific. I can't say I'll do this from nine to 10 because that's harder on my brain, but I can look at my Monday schedule and I can say, hey, I know all of these things need to be done today. And then I can play around with what order I do them in. But I no longer get distracted on Thursday with yoga things because that's going to get done on Tuesday. And I know I'm going to film yoga videos once a month on Saturday. And I mark off in my calendar which Saturday I'm going to do videos. And then I know that whole weekend will be videos and editing because I like to get it all done by Sunday night. So this just helps you with that distraction piece. So maybe you need to do it with menu planning or clothes. Do you know that I plan out my whole week of clothes. I have a little pad of paper on my dresser and I write down what I'm going to wear. And actually I have about three weeks, maybe four weeks of clothes, like a menu of my clothing, my, my outfits. And I just rotate between them. And that helps me. So I don't have to think in the morning because that takes up some of that focused decision making that really, really coveted decision-making energy in your brain. And it really helps with any brain, but especially ADHD. Now, I wanted to share one other technique, and that is unitasking. So the other challenge with ADHD, of course, is, well, it's the same challenge we've been talking about, is distraction. So instead, if you focus on one task, and that task is the only thing that's on your desk, or it's only thing on your table or only thing in your kitchen counter. So you take everything else away. And sometimes I just set it on the floor behind me so I can't see it. You know, I may not have a place for it yet, but just so I can't see it. So my desk is devoid of anything. I'll, I, I don't close my windows on, on my um, computer. I have like most people, like four or five windows open with 42 tabs with each one. But I do open a fresh one and I make it as big as the screen so I can't see any of the others and be distracted by them. I put do not disturb on my phone. I will do do not disturb on my computer. I turn off my ringer. I turn my phone over so I can't see it. I do all the things so I can focus on one thing just to help my brain focus on one thing. Now, to help with that, there is the Pomodoro technique. I highly recommend you check out my blog post to see more about that because the Pomodoro technique is, it's a really powerful way of unitasking. And it was, I think it was created by someone who doesn't have ADHD, but it's really great for ADHD. And I actually share how I, I've modified it slightly to make it even more powerful. So it's really good for unitasking. 
Okay, so now let's talk about a couple of the supplements that I've used. Um, these are from Young Living, and they are amazing for the brain. They are really, really powerful. These are really, honestly, a couple of them in particular are the ones that helped me realize that I was having a hard time focusing, but I just thought it was hormonal stuff. Women often talk about having a hard time focusing during perimenopause. I'm definitely going through that time myself. Um, but the shift in my focus was so powerful that I thought, huh, this feels really good. So I want to share those two. And then I'm going to share more in my post. I actually have a total, I think it's six that I've used, but the first one is called MindWise. They're all from Young Living. So Young Living is my brand partner, if you're not familiar with it. And it's essential oil based. So every one of their supplements, household products, et cetera, not only is free of harsh toxic chemicals, but there's also been the addition of essential oils into them. And that's a really powerful tool to help the body absorb the, the nutrients, whatever it is you're taking in. I love their supplements. I really do. I have found a significant shift in my own focus, my own um, energy levels, even my vibration as a result of these products. So the first one I want to share is MindWise. So MindWise was actually created for cognitive fitness. It is so powerful for the brain. And there are lots of ingredients in it that really help with focus, that help with brain health. I honestly started taking this about a year and a half ago. Um, I was talking to my sister and my sister said she had started taking it. And I was like, really, why? You know, our brains are pretty healthy. And that was before I knew about my own, <laughs> my own challenges. But she, but she was talking about our family. Our family actually has a huge history of Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, Louis bodies, like big family history. And she's like, I'm kind of thinking maybe I should start taking care of it now while it's still healthy. I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Well, within about two weeks of taking it, I noticed a significant shift in my own focus. And if you, I'm not going to go into it because I feel like this podcast is getting too long, but if you go into my, my blog post, I do share the ingredients in it. And some of them are things that, that are being used to help with people with Alzheimer's and because it improves memory, there are, you know, omega-3 essential, omega-3 essential fatty acids, which are known to help protect your brain, vitamin A, vitamin E. I mean, there's so many good things. I, I hadn't actually done the research. I am not a researcher, so I hadn't done the research about it. I just knew, I honestly, I I know it sounds funny, but it's true. If it comes from a young living, I just trust it because it's been, I've had such an amazing experience with this company. And but now that I've done the research, it's like, oh, well, that makes sense. So you might want to check out my blog post. Okay. The second one that I wanted to share with you really quickly, and again, you can go to the blog post to read more, is Ningxia Nitro. Okay. This was an incredible product. I hesitated trying this and I started taking it probably about six years ago. I'd been using Young Living products for a year or so. Um, and I was hesitating with this one because somewhere I had read it's Young Living's answer to Red Bull. Well, I'm very susceptible to caffeine. <laughs> Just ask those who love me. I get on caffeine and I can't stop talking. I can't move it. can't stop moving. And I get really jittery. I can do a little bit of caffeine. I drink tea, not coffee. Um, one cup, maybe one after lunch, but that is it. Like that is the max that I can handle. So when I saw it was the answer to Red Bull, I was like, mm, I don't think so. And I got a free, a free 
um, box at one point and it sat on my shelf for like nine months. And I eventually was like, I really should try this because if I'm going to talk about it with people, I should at least try it. Oh my word. So I took it in the morning, didn't really notice much because it's not like this huge hit. It's not a huge, it's not Red Bull. It's Young Living's answer. It's the healthy answer to stimulation and helping you stay focused. So I took it in the morning and then I went to a meeting and it was a coffee meeting. And I mean, I had my tea, but I, I was sitting there with this person and then I had, oh wait, sorry. I Let me re- rephrase. It was a lunch meeting because I had this really gluttonous lunch. We went to this restaurant that has fish tacos. <laughs> if you know me, I love fish tacos and they always give you three. Two is enough, but I always eat the third because I can't stop because I love them. And so I had this gluttonous lunch. My next meeting was the coffee meeting and it was two hours later. And I had thought, I'm just going to stay here. I'm going to sit in the parking lot and do my work. It was when I had small kids. (laughs) Remember those days? Or maybe you're there right now. You have small kids and the backseat of your car becomes your office because you can't get anything done at home. Anyway, I crawled into the backseat of my car and said, I've got two hours before my next meeting. And I wanted to finish this project I'd been working on. I had, it was, it was a workshop I was trying to create. I've been trying to create it for about six months. I had the beginning done and the end done. And for some reason I couldn't figure out that middle. It just was beyond my brain. It's like, I couldn't wrap my head around how it was going to look. And I thought, I'm going to work on that in this quiet. I'm going to work on that. Well, I'm sitting there in the sun. It's middle of the summer. It's probably 85 degrees in my car after this gluttonous lunch. And I rocked out that middle part of my workshop in about 45 minutes. I couldn't believe it. It was amazing. So that was when I realized that's what nitro does. I never got jittery. I never got hyper. I got focused through a hot gluttonous post-lunch period. It was amazing. And if you read about it, it contains all of these great things for the brain right? Korean ginseng, probably familiar with that. It also has a little bit of caffeine, but just the same as about one cup of green tea. I can handle that. But it also contains D-ribose, which is something you might want to Google, but it helps you incorporate the caffeine without getting jittery. So, so good. Okay. I also share two or three of my favorite oils and one other product, one one other supplement that helps support the brain in my blog post, but this episode is way too long already. I think it is time to end, but I hope this has helped you feel like you have somewhere to go with your own brain challenges and perhaps checking out if you have ADHD, getting yourself assessed, getting yourself evaluated. You can Google it. People keep asking me, how do I find out how to be evaluated? If you have a therapist, ask them, ask your medical doctor. You can also Google it. I went to um, a place here in St. Paul, Minnesota that helps with that. Again, the evaluation wasn't ideal, wasn't super happy with it because they don't take into account gender bias. Um, but my follow-up has been very wonderful. Um, the person I work with, I really do, really do like. So you can Google where to be evaluated in my area for ADHD and insurance usually covers it, but that's something that you'll want to check in to as well. Okay. Huh. I think that's enough. 
I hope this helps you. Again, check out the blog post for more information about things that I do. I shared a couple other lifestyle techniques that I use, as well as more supplements, oils that might help you on your own journey. I wish you the best of luck, and I'll see you next time. Ready to take your family's wellness to the next level and begin to use Young Living Essential Oils and oil-infused products in your home? I would be honored to support you by helping you order a starter kit. You will receive a bevy of great products to get you started on your journey. You will also be joining my vibrant and fun team called Simply Serendipity, now hundreds of families strong, with educational tools, challenges, giveaways, and more. There is a link in the show notes to take you to my Young Living website to order your kit. Or if you want to learn more about essential oils, you can check out my free essential oil e-course at lauraerdmanluntz.com forward slash EO. The link is in the show notes as well. Now, if you want my support in taking the next step, please contact me. There is contact info in the show notes. I am so excited to support you as you embark on your Young Living lifestyle. Thank you for joining me. I would so appreciate your support for this podcast by taking a moment to leave a review for me wherever you listen to your podcasts. I promise to read each one. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with others. May you be inspired to live your extraordinary life because life is meant to be extraordinary. See y'all next week.